Hey tryhards, Ethan here. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk to you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a donation service, a monthly subscription service where you donate money to me to support the show, to support uh, the growth of it, whether that means merchandise or more podcasts or other things of that nature. And I would really appreciate if you guys would be willing and able to give just a little bit of whatever extra money you may have. Because while the show will always be free for everyone to listen, um, the way to make it isn't. And I'm in college, and things are expensive. So I'd appreciate any little amount that you're able to give. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I'm Ethan Hewlin, and this week, it is yet again just me, here to bring you some love. That's what we're talking about this week. Self-love. Now, as I've mentioned before, self-love is somewhat of a challenge for me. Well, there's a pretty big reason for that. I've never had a ton of self-esteem. Because I'm a Kentaco hut of um, mental health issues, it's not exactly a cornerstone of my personality to have a ton of confidence in myself, as has been previously addressed. But I came across this recently when I was planning for new episodes, and I think that it's important that we talk about it because we, honestly, we all really need to cut ourselves some slack right now. Um, And we need to cut ourselves some slack for, frankly, Gosh, it's almost been a year. Um, And a way we can do that is through the act of self-love. Now I'll tell you where my journey begins with this, and where I am, and everything in between, and then we'll get to the actions that you can take as an individual to help yourself become better at loving yourself. My journey with self-love begins in 2017. I'm a sophomore in high school. Things are only getting worse from there. I'm moving super fast. I have my fingers in a bunch of different pies, and I don't know how to slow down. Enter my mother. She has also experienced similar feelings in her life, though at a larger scale than I was feeling at that time, and she had started using a guided meditation app called Headspace. At the time, my perception of meditation was much more limited than it is now. I'd only seen it depicted very stereotypically with the crossed legs and the hands at the sides and repeating the chants over and over again, which is definitely something that does exist, but it is Nothing like what I do now or what I was introduced to. And at first I was 
pretty reluctant to embrace it. I'm not afraid to admit that. But the more I did it, the more I began to realize that a lot of my thoughts revolve around holding myself to a very high standard, which, given the societal environment we live in, is viewed as a good thing. Oh yeah, you hold yourself to a high standard, so you work hard, and you have a good work ethic, and it's all about work. But what happens when you work yourself too hard? That's what happened to me. I worked myself into the ground. So much so that I could depend on getting sick at least two times a year. You'll never guess when those were. After the final weeks of each semester. Because I would work so hard studying and stressing and just pushing myself to the brink and not looking back because I wanted to maintain those high expectations of myself. Fast forward. I was still in high school, and I had gotten a better handle on working on my stress and making sure that it was a bit more under control at a bit more of a reasonable level, considering, you know, there wasn't a pandemic when I was in high school. And I come to this realization. It was very slow, so I can't pinpoint exactly when it happened. But I begin to view exercise as self-care. As I've said before, I was a dual sport athlete in high school. Never really good at any sports, but I was just kind of happy to be there, and I was kind of the cheerleader, per se. And I was just happy to get out and exercise with some of my friends and just have fun doing a sport that we all loved. And I realized that exercise combined with those bonds of friendship, that is a form of self-care too. So I invested more in it. And I began looking forward to the days where I'd go to practice after school. And when I would get into my car after a long day in the pool or on the track, I would... I'd feel good about myself because there were several of my Maslow's hierarchical needs being met at the same time, and I just felt good about it. My senior year of high school, though, that's when I realized that having good friends that build you up and are able to hear you out, that is a form of self-care, too. And that was really when I started investing more in the friendships that I have and trying to get more of them. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, I am a person of faith. And throughout high school, I tried to develop my faith even deeper because that is a form of self-care as well. And to me, prayer is a very important thing because it is a, is a release for me of giving my worries and my insecurities and all of those things to a God that I believe loves me will take care of it. Now, I know that's not going to hold true for everyone who listens, but as I said before, this is my journey, 
and everyone's journey is going to be slightly different. And it's through each of these phases that I truly began to understand the value of loving yourself and doing things that are good for you in order to make that happen. Now let's dive into what you can do to improve your self-perception and love yourself some more. This is from the YouTube channel Psych2Go. The first thing they say is that self-forgiveness is one of the first steps towards self-love. As I said before, I've held myself to a very high standard for most of my life. It took me quite a while to realize that holding myself to that standard is a lofty goal, and it is okay if sometimes that goal is not met, because I'm human, and I have a limited amount of energy at my disposal. And being able to forgive yourself when you don't live up to those high expectations is a learned skill, but is a very valuable one. And believe me when I tell you, it's not always as easy as I make it sound. The second thing they say for starting your self-love journey is being mindful. And they define being mindful as knowing the goals you have and where they come from. Do they come from your wants and needs, or do they come from Sadai's expectations of you? Do you know what you like? Do you know what you dislike? Do you know what you want from your future? Do you know what you want in a partner? Do you know what you want from a friend? Getting to know yourself and knowing what you need and knowing your limits, that is a very liberating step towards realizing what you need from other people and what you need from yourself. As I said earlier, I worked myself into the ground for most of high school and, well, my even into college, and it cost me, quite dearly in some cases. And it was only after beginning this journey of realizing where my limits are that I began to take inventory of what I need. The third tip they give is acting on what you need. Now, going back into that, knowing what I needed from other people, from myself, all of those things was good, but that doesn't mean anything if I didn't act on them. If I know in my head and I don't act on those things, then I am no better off than I was before. For example, I am an introvert. I gain energy by being alone. And I generally prefer for there to not be a lot of other people around me because it will drain me of my energy too quickly. I understand that there are some circumstances that I can't control, but I can control where I am at any given time. And so if I know that, hey, Ethan, you're getting overwhelmed, you should probably take a break. I do. I go to a different room, I go to the bathroom, I go to just a quieter place so I can clear my head. And acting on what you need as quickly as you can is what will set you up for your own success. The fourth tip they give is setting boundaries. 
This is something that I've also struggled with, believe it or not. Because I like to not leave any work unfinished, no matter what it is. If I'm going to get something done, I like getting it done in that sitting. And that leads to some very toxic standards and very toxic expectations. So I just set lines for myself and boundaries for myself as to you can only work for X amount of hours each day. And whenever that time is up, you stop. You just stop. There is no bones about it, no but I can get this done, no. Stop. And knowing what your boundaries are and being able to define those and put those into words, that's powerful. Giving things names and setting rules is a powerful act. The next tip they give is to protect yourself. Now what they mean by that is evaluating the relationships that you have in your life and being able to metaphorically Prune the vine. Cut off people that are not helping you and encouraging those who are already there or adopting new people who will improve your life in whatever way you think they'll be able to help. My pastor likes to say that you are the average of your five closest friends. And I think he's right. Because the people that you surround yourself with Little parts of them make their way into you, personality-wise. For example, there are certain phrases that my grandma and grandpa say that nobody else does and nobody had heard them until I had used them in conversation. For example, um, it's pretty innocuous, but my grandpa says, that's beautiful, man, whenever he's describing something either sarcastically or sincerely, that amazes him in one of those two ways. You mimic the behaviors of others around you, whether you know it or not. And if those behaviors are bad for you, it's not going to be good for you. The next tip they give is living intentionally. Now, I'm the first to admit that I am a creature of habit. I like routine, I like being able to rely that things will be somewhat similar and that I somewhat have control over what's going to happen any given day. But that doesn't mean that I can just let today happen to me. Every action you take has a consequence, good or bad. But I believe in order to make those actions as good as you can, making them intentionally is in your best interest. Now, their last two points are showing up for yourself and practicing self-love. I feel like I've done a pretty good job covering both of those, but I'll elaborate a little bit more. Knowing what you need and don't need, and being able to understand that you will fall short of your own standards, will inevitably serve you well. Acknowledging that you've made progress towards a goal and understanding that some progress is better than none, that's also something that's very useful. And lastly, practicing self-care. Not ignoring your needs for the sake of others. You have your needs. We all do. But 
if you are like me, you tend to not value yourself as highly as you value others. It's more important for you that others are happy before you take care of your needs. That may be my older sibling talking, because I felt like I had an obligation to make sure my siblings were fed, cared for, loved, etc. during a very rocky time in our lives. I've kind of taken that on for pretty much anybody else I come into contact with. So much so that I have put my own needs aside for the sake of others' happiness. Often at my own detriment. But I have been able to understand over the course of years that having needs and fulfilling them are not a bad thing. All that to say, love yourself, love others, and don't forget your needs. Thank you listeners for tuning in this week to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hulen, that's H-U-L-E-N. You can find me on Twitter at etphonehome, the O's are zeros, the E's are threes. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at True Stories Pod. The best way to get the word out about podcasts is via word of mouth and social media. So please, please, please share this with your friends, share it on your social media. And if you post it in some way and tag me, you will get featured on the official podcast accounts. And please feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would very much appreciate it. I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin signing off. Oh.